Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest is Jean Doe Massaero, an Alexander Technique teacher in Montpellier, France. And we are having a series of conversations about the influence of Francois Delsart and more specifically his younger brother Camille Delsart, who lived many years in Tasmania, on F. Matthias Alexander and the Alexander Technique. Uh, Jean Do, welcome to the show again. Hello. Hello again. Um, Hello again in, our, yeah. in our last conversation, we spent a lot of time talking about Alexander and, Alexander and Delsart's use of mirrors. And um, it's a fasc- it was a fascinating discussion. And if you haven't heard it, while you're listening to this, you might want to go back to that first. But um, the big picture I got out of what we talked about in the last conversation or two has been that um, Ale- there's Alexander was certainly, certainly strongly influenced by Francois Delsart's ideas as channeled to him via... Camille Dessart via then actor, many actors he, uh, Camille trained in Australia and, um, and as I've said before, Alexander was himself a teacher of the Delsart method. He, he advertised himself as such in Australia. And in fact, his wife was one of those, was one of those actors that we was in fact influenced by Camille Dossart. And um, I, I'd like to, and, and, and one of the things I get from this is that um, there's a, a really kind of a gold mine of material to be gleaned from Alexander's writings if you, in a way, if you understand that connection and are willing to, in a sense, follow Alexander's own experiments using the mirror, for example, would you would you agree with that? Yes. I mean, that was your how you came, in a sense, discovered this. You actually set up mirrors and, um, in a sense, try to re- almost replicate what Alexander did, right? Yes, I wanted to know if it was possible or not uh, to to change uh, a bad use of the self mm-hmm. into uh, what he called a good use of the, the self using only conscious guidance, which is using not using hands-on. Imagine mm-hmm. you're lost on, a, on an island mm-hmm. and there is no Alexander teachers around. You're mm-hmm. on your own mm-hmm. and uh, suddenly you get the use of the self or mm-hmm. man's supreme inheritance. You read it and you say, okay, this man is saying that conscious guidance, that the, 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 the capacity to reason things out will help me in order to change my scoliosis? Is that exactly what he wants? Yes. Let's see. Is that possible? And let's hope that along with the book came at least a couple of mirrors, right? Or that there were some on the island. Because that seems to be a pretty important part of this process. Well, if there is no mirror on the island, I'm I'm sorry, sir, but you (laughs) won't be able to do anything in order to help yourself. Well, 
one could argue with that maybe but I, yes, I, I know but but, that's, um, that's but if you want if saying. you want to follow alexander's own path through this you really yeah. are going to need at least two mirrors right absolutely that's what you right. I mean, right. you just only read the evolution of a technique it's the, uh, the the explanation that alexander gave about how he came he came right. about to create this technique mm-hmm. the and uh, they are very fairly important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you have that first chapter, you don't even need the whole book, just the first yeah. chapter and two mirrors, and you got plenty of time on your hands, you could replicate yeah. Alexander's discoveries, right? Yes. I think exactly. that's, that's true. Now, the, 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 and, and just to reiterate from our earlier conversation, for a long time, we don't know exactly how long, Alexander did not use his hands to help his students. That's clear. Um, so, given that history, um, what what can what is that? What are the implications of that history, which is somewhat well, not just somewhat, it was pretty strong revision from the classic Alexander story that you you see on many teachers' websites, for example, and in books. Mm-hmm. What are the implications of this new um, history or this revised, I believe, correct, corrected history for Alexander teachers and students today? Mm-hmm. Now, 2016, to be precise. 2016 today, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, the, well, for us teachers... Well, we've, I've been trained like you have uh, in a stat training school. And uh, uh, for us, what it means, the first thing that it means is uh, uh, questions, very, very interesting questions. Mm-hmm. That, that there are some parts of the history that we have taken for granted, that uh, there was a, miscreate, a myth created around the discovery of the technique that uh, as uh, in fact... Veiled our eyes, we have been blind to the books. Because mm-hmm. the first thing that I noticed as a translator of Alexander is um, what happens when uh, people writing about the technique, how do they quote Alexander? Mm-hmm. And what do they quote? For, for the first thing that is so surprising when you come from outside is that there is very, very little quoting of Alexander in, uh, in books about the Alexander Technique. There is very, very few uh, mentions of the, of the text, you know? Mm-hmm. So there it little, is as There if... are little snippets that are pulled out. Well, yeah. He, makes, but... he does have a, a, a penchant for, for kind of pithy remarks. Yes, but these are not in his books, really. Most of the time, the, the ones that are called yeah. are coming from articles and lectures, from, yes, the, yes. Uh, from what his secretary did uh, p- put down on a paper. His aphorisms. They are not even the uh, sentences that are constructed in the books with the whole uh, effort he put to, to create a, a vast uh, explanation. No, no, no. It's not that. So that's the first thing. So the first question that comes out of all this, this presence of Delsa that is new, 
and is first of all that we should unveil our eyes and go back and read Alexander in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that people will read Evolution of the Technique and will try to see when mirrors are appearing, what he's doing with the mirror, what he's checking, what the mirrors will let him um, direct him to change what he had uh, thought would work and didn't. Mm-hmm. It was the mirror was part of the reasoning to evolve the orders, to evolve the uh, the directions, to evolve everything. So mm-hmm. if, well, when you listen to this, you, it might sound a bit uh, extreme, but I, well, invite people just to go and read again. And they may have, maybe they have read the evolution of a technique already 100 times. So maybe to read the evolution of a technique 100 and a first time, that is this one, mm-hmm. but with the, the commentary that we have been producing together, mm-hmm. then they will suddenly realize that what the books are telling, what the books are about. That's the, 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 first, uh, the first thing. And then the second is a question about why were we not trained to read the books properly? Mm-hmm. Well, it was because no one started it. So there should be someone out there to say, okay, I'm going to start and to make a, a reading, a, a true reading and true commentary the uh, the words of Alexander and not make another website where always exactly the same idea, the mainstream idea is uh, repeated the freedom of uh, and uh, the, the opening and everything and, and the release and all that no, 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 go back I think that's, uh, uh, f- that's fair to say, it's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. to it's, well, my approach here comes from the fact that I've studied quite a number of um, modern uh, pedagogy in order to change the use of the self, or the to change Feldenkrais and uh, and also and also Gerda Alexander and uh, and many many different things. And one thing that is so special about our position is that we really have a text. We have a textbook of the Alexander Technique. It's, uh, it's uh, the work that Alexander has produced. To my eyes, is immense. These four books for me, they constitute. When I said a gold mine, it would I, I could say a diamond mine. Mm-hmm. Of course, you need to 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 start and uh, and get your shovel and your pick and then your axe and then start hammering at uh, at words. And because mm-hmm. it's not. He's not the best writer we know about, that's for sure. But this man is talking about practical things. It's, it's talk- and I think it's most of the time the truth. Well, it's inter- interesting that you, you, would, you would say that. And um, um, I agree that the books are underappreciated. I, have, I will say that Marjorie Barstow, a teacher who influenced me quite a bit, was very big on the books. I mean, uh-huh. she, she, uh, the surest way to get a turn during a class with her is to say, hi, Marge, I want to read something from Use of the Self or something. <laughs> she would just light up, you know. And she, <laughs> yeah. she said, she often said that that first chapter of Use of the Self was 
the most important thing, it, uh, I don't know whether she said it was the most important or in, for her it was the most important chapter uh, he ever wrote. And she was actually around when that book was being written and the proofreading was going on. And, oh. and there, it was a, she said that's the one he really, really edited and re-edited. He wanted to get the wording just so. And she also said, interestingly enough, that in that chapter, for her, the most important sentence was where he says something to the effect... And there's so many other things I tried, I don't have time to put them here. (laughs) Um, But she did not zero in on the mirror, I'll have to say. I don't, she never, she didn't have any mirrors Uh uh, in her home where she taught any teaching mirrors of any kind. Whether or not she explored this work in front of a mirror earlier on, I have no idea. But I don't remember the topic of mirrors ever coming up with her, uh-huh. which is interesting. But she was a huge devotee of the books, and especially use of the self. Yeah, so. I, I concur. I think she's absolutely right. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we've been misguided in thinking that there were old things, uh, rusty and uh, and not well, mm-hmm. that the technique had evolved, and now we were far away from these old old things. Right. I think that that has been a, a very, very big mistake. Well, I'm, because that's what I've seen. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe in different parts of the world, I've never been to the states, for example. So I don't know what how the teaching is uh, is going on. I, I don't there. think you. I don't think, from what I know, you'd see any difference here in, ah. in that regard. But, yeah. you know, there's another point that I'd like to make. I mean, having listened to you talk about Delsart's influence and so on, and we, we mentioned this, uh, I mentioned this at the beginning of this podcast, but this is the, the fact that Alexander got these ideas from Delsart or indirectly through various channels from from Delsart is not is not just not a condemnation of him it's to me it actually makes him a much more appealing um person because the the classic version of the discovery is this lone unlettered genius working on his own for god knows how many years nine years, 10 years, years. um, (laughs) living in in the middle of nowhere, you know, at the very edge (laughs) of the British Empire, without any knowledge of anything else going on in the world, and out pops this amazing thing. And it it was such a job to get it, that if you uh, today want to become a teacher of the Alexander Technique, you're going to have to really, really apply yourself for years and years, and that may well be true, but it isn't it isn't like he did something so spectacular. It's that he had he had this information, he used it, he was, as you've said, probably the best exponent of Delsart's ideas, but he was in no sense operating in a vacuum. He yeah. was surrounded by people who knew about Del Sartre and probably a lot of other things as well. Because even 
in the 1880s and 90s, there was the Royal Mail, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that got yeah. as far as Australia. And for all we know, he may have known about Stanislavski, for example, who was writing in that period. He may have known all kinds of other things. He was not yes. out there on some desert island uh, working on his own for many hours a day for for 10 years not at all and as you said the timeline for his discovery and between the time he started working on himself and where he felt he was okay to to do some teaching was something in the order of i think you said eight months yes it's certainly no more than a year or two i mean the timeline (laughs) doesn't make it possible doesn't make it possible. Um, doesn't and his make age it, doesn't mean it's either. Absolutely. So so it it makes him it makes him and his discoveries a lot more um accessible to people. Yeah. You know you're not you're not when you go as a student taking Alexander lessons, you're not getting this thing that took this guy forever to come up with and this incre- this teacher who has spent this incredible amount of time learning stuff transmitting it to you you're getting you're getting good stuff but you're not getting stuff that's superhuman yes you're getting stuff that in fact under the right circumstances you could figure out for yourself <laughs> but maybe we need to uh, oh i will add something may i mm-hmm. sure okay um there is another consequence mm-hmm. of all this for modern teachers. Mm-hmm. We have to change our business plans mm-hmm. because we have been on the idea that, uh, well, at least three years of full training is necessary to become an Alexander teacher. Mm-hmm. Of course, Alexander never did that amount of time of practice before starting to teach. Mm-hmm. So that, that's quite, first of all, it's quite strange. And AR apparently had six App- lessons. Six lessons. With no so hands-on. With no hands-on. So right. it's interesting to hear that. And, yeah. and so but, but that's impossible, you know, mm-hmm. what that's mm-hmm. heresy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh, heresy certainly, but it's from the, the founders. So, <laughs> well, it's quite interesting. So change the, the business uh, plan, the business model, means that we've been working for a very long time in a business of poverty. In a business of poverty, what you do, you have very few students, very few pupils, very Mm -hmm. few customers, I would say. And what you try to do when you try catch for as long how long as you can and you try to make them pay as much as you can as much as they can afford that's the business of poverty imagine now that um, the technique is much more powerful than we thought it was that it's much uh, that the, the student can learn it with a mathematical precision in much less time mm-hmm. which say well for example let's say a student has six lessons Mm-hmm. And that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then he gets so much out of six lessons that he will speak about with it about the, with his grandma that he's having uh, rheumatism and he's speaking with his wife and he's speaking with his uh, uh, friends and he's speaking with everybody. And you get in a very different economy where instead of capturing very very few people, you are open to give few lessons to a, a great number of people. 
Mm -hmm. so hey, I'm, you see, I, well, this, this is, um, we're in controversial territory here, but I totally agree with that. And I think um, we're going to do a, a, another podcast on the implications of all this history of Alexander, development of his work uh, on on uh, what it means for distance learning, Skype teaching, for example. But uh, just to kind of pre preface that, it, it's been my experience that Skype teaching is is where you don't have hands and you've got to rely on thinking, working with people's thinking, is way, way more efficient often than in-person lessons. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? It's, it's weird. It, it caught me off guard when it first <laughs> manifested itself. But we're going to leave that for another day. But just um, we're getting uh, on to uh, kind of the time range for podcasts. But is there anything else you want to say just generally about the implications of all of this early stuff for 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 us today? Yeah. Yes, I will make I will make a last statement. Mm -hmm. It's a technical statement because now nowadays we have, we have such tools that are fantastic. I will tell you about one tool that most people have uh, have missed because of the fact they didn't read evolution of the technique uh, well openly enough. I would say well. When you when you have a Skype lesson with someone, well, let's say I give a Skype lesson to a pupil. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm here in France, and the pupil is in Australia or the States or anywhere. Uh, we have we have a meeting together, and the person is seeing me for the first time, mm -hmm. and she's not much seeing me because, in fact, she's uh, she's sitting on a chair sideways. Right. So that the, her camera is filming her when she's uh, from the side. You see? Right. Yep. So she's not seeing me. She's just hearing a voice. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's quite eerie. So what happened is that uh, so she's, she receives instructions or instructions mm -hmm. of uh, doing some sort of uh, a movement of some parts she didn't even knew she could, could be moving mm -hmm. uh, relatively mm -hmm. to another one. Okay, mm -hmm. and at first she said, "No, this is no, it's impossible." This, so I agree. I say, "Yes, I understand what you mean. You can't feel it. You don't feel mm -hmm. that it's possible." She said, "Yes, I can't feel it's possible." I say, "Well, let's say that uh, maybe it could uh, work in a different way. Maybe you could direct with your mind, with your mental ability, to understand instructions and then to." But she said, "But I can't, I can't, I can't feel what it my what it will do." I say, "Well, exactly. Let's make that as an experiment. Mm -hmm. When she's uh, working from Skype, I can take a picture of her mm -hmm. and send it to her. But now I found something technical prowess of the modern uh, technical uh, computers is that I record the lesson from my side. Mm -hmm. So." When mm -hmm. I record the lesson from my side, what you get is a magical mirror of what is happening. It's a magical mirror because when I sent the lesson to the lady, she received the thing, she opened it, and she watched herself receiving verbal instructions mm -hmm. and creating a new geometry with different parts. Okay? Mm -hmm. yep. And she, she sees itself. She sees herself reacting to it. 
Mm-hmm. But it, it's a mirror that has a memory, and it's also a mirror that stores the the instruction, the voice that is uh, pronouncing the instruction. So she will learn the uh, heart, uh, by heart, because as she watches the video, she will learn the instructions. Because there is one problem that people don't think about is that when the teacher gives a very, very structured lesson with instructions that are very well organized together so that when the pupil is going to have these instructions in mind, she will, in fact, be able to create a new structure with her geometry, with her practical will. Mm -hmm. But in fact, when the lesson is finished and she's alone, then what happens is that we discover that she has forgotten the instruction or uh, she has maybe not the instruction, but she has forgotten how the instruction related to one another because Mm -hmm. the teacher was very, very clever in producing a structured instruction that that will relate four or five different movements of different parts together. Mm -hmm. And so she discovered then that projecting direction is a big problem of memory. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And she needs then a new thing. She needs to control her own mind in order to become herself able to produce the verbal direction in their correct order in order for her, that we, what we know is that she's able, when she receives the instructions in correct order, we can see that on film, she's able to lengthen the spines quite beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, the first, yeah. from the word go, from the first lesson. Yeah. Doesn't... But, the fact that she's able to do that is very satisfying, but it's, uh, it's just a surface of the technique. The mm-hmm. real technique is when the person starts to control her own memory, which is her own mind, the, uh, the way she talks to herself. Mm-hmm. She's starting to have conscious, constrictive control of her, of her speech. Mm-hmm. All that mm-hmm. because now we have mirrors that are fantastic. So Skype lessons is just evolution of a technique with a technical guest. Oh, know, I'm, te- yeah, absolutely, play. absolutely. And and uh, uh, we're going to do a, a podcast about Skype teaching in more detail. But I, uh, I, and I think the way you uh, your um, teaching method differs probably significantly from mine. But what it has in common is um, putting the First of all, of course, neither of us are using our hands when we teach. That's a big thing in common. But also, we're both working with the student's thinking process. Yes. And um, when you really commit to doing that, and I think this is the big takeaway from all of this uh, Del Sartian influence on Alexander and understanding Alexander's early days of teaching, when you really... um, when you really approach things in that way, people can change amazingly fast. People people learn um, learn to use what the, the the suggestions you give them pretty quickly. Exactly, and I agree totally. Yeah, and I think I think you and I are giving different suggestions, and we're going to do a, a Skype exchange soon. But 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 the basic idea is. Yeah, if you're really working with someone's thinking, things go pretty fast. 
Yes, very. That's that's the that's the definition Alexander explained. He said, "Well, the subconscious system you have to repeat and repeat and repeat to engrave the the the, the lesson. While with the conscious thinking, it's so quick, yeah. it's so fast. Yeah. You say, oh yes, that's it. Yeah, oh, e- yeah, exactly.' I remember I had a, a very very good. Uh, uh, I had a student one day, and he, he made a, he made such a nice comment." And you know what it was? He said, "What? But it is that simple?" Yeah, or or <laughs> a, a very just in general, because uh, I I I tend to work with people thinking in regular lessons a lot too, and a lot of people will say, "Well, you know, I keep waiting for some exercises," <laughs> and they, yeah. and you know, I'm kind of and they don't ever happen, but yet good things are happening. So, yeah. Let's let's end the conversation here, if that's okay with you. That's fine by me. Thank Great. you very much. Uh, so, once again, my guest today has been Jean Doe Maseiro. He is an Alexander Technique teacher in Montpellier, France. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>